All right, guys. Look, I need some water to start. You guys ready to order? Do you guys need more time? Nah, we're good. All right, so what can I get you guys? Bottomless mimosas. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are here uh, this week um, with our second installment of our um, Have You Heard uh, edition of our podcast. And um, this week we're actually here with uh, the Have Valley Conference of Churches. Uh, this is Abby. Um, and we are here discussing basically the uh, was it afternoon av- advocacy. It's a, it's a week of it's hunger week, and homelessness hunger. awareness. Okay, perfect. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> you can explain it. That's what we have here. Correct us. we have here. But we are here to basically... Uh, you know, uh, discuss it and see, you know, and, and give the information out to people who might not have known because I, I personally did not know this was here. Yeah, and I live, what, two minutes from here? And I have no clue. I drove past this church plenty of times, but I had no idea this program was here, though. Yeah, so um, basically, we're here. Yeah, we're here to get as much information as possible for uh, ourselves and for everybody else that's uh, that's watching. So um, would you like to introduce yourself? Um, uh, sure. Uh, thanks for having me, guys, yes, by of the course, way, thank you. coming down here. I so appreciate that. Uh, my name is Abby Goldfarb. I'm the executive director here at the Conference of Churches. I've been here about 13 years or so. Okay. And, uh, yeah, we're here. We're here for people who are living in poverty, and we're here to sort of walk next to them and help them overcome those barriers. Okay. And you, you said 13 years. Where, where, um, how, did you, how did you get into basically this line of work? For Wow. So... You ever hear that thing like uh, it's a calling? Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, I don't yeah. know that person. Yeah, that's is the type of thing. It's like it found me. Yeah. I had, um, you know, I'm from Pennsylvania. Left for a while, came back to Pennsylvania. Sort of stumbled as across the conferences, like this part time job, mm-hmm. and I just grew on me and grew on me. But I've always done this type of work. I went to school for psychology and. Uh, when I was in grad school, it was a lot of uh, post 9-11 community organizing and sort of rejoining and building communities. And even when I came back to Pennsylvania, it was the same sort of stuff. So I've been probably doing this 20 years or so. Oh, wow. Okay. Calling, right? Calling, yeah. <laughs> Is there, um, and over, you know, like nurses that I know, there's uh, something that happened in their life that kind of drove them there. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in your life that kind of, you know, drove you to this kind of a... Uh, and it's if you, absolutely if you can true. speak about it. Yeah, yeah okay. I sure. Um, it's that little bit of kismet, like I don't, and you never see it till it's in your rearview mirror. You know, it's like you're driven to do something, and then one day it clicks. Of course, um, but uh, nationally, the highest you're at most risk of homelessness when you're an infant. Mm-hmm. That's the statistic, and that was my story. So my parents oh, okay. were um, sort of living off the grid, living with a group of people. Uh, my mom got pregnant, had me. And, um, you know, there's sort of squatters in this abandoned house and the rest of the house was like, you know, this whole infant thing isn't really working for us. You guys, yeah. you, <laughs> it's a little bit of a different vibe. You guys kind of got to go. Um, and that's it. They moved into a homeless encampment, uh, and they lived with me in a tent. I was about six months old hmm. and, uh, it got cold. So, uh, my dad knew somebody who knew somebody and said, look, there's this church that helps people in a situation like yours. And, um, to go check it out and uh, I guess they did you know too little to remember all that uh, they came across this church and they were welcomed and um, one of the the women who attended that church uh, had a summer home I guess in the area that they rented to my parents till they got back on their feet mm. they helped them find jobs mm. wow. and I can remember I mean and it stuck right my parents started <coughs> going to church and it was 
that just became a huge part of their life. And I can remember being a toddler running up and down the stairs. I can remember my earliest memories are in (laughs) that church. And, um, you know, growing up wasn't easy. It's not like they said, you know, here's your house, guys. Good luck. I mean, there were were struggles for my parents. Uh, And then, of course, my sister and I subsequently. Um, And so I grew up really feeling like I wanted to be the person that I needed in that moment. Mm, and that's shown itself in a variety of ways over the years. Um, but boy, I feel it here heavy oh, yeah. every day. You know, I mean, who goes from uh, homelessness being corrected by a church to literally sitting in the corner of a giant oh, church? Yeah. Who helps homeless homeless people get homeless. Yeah. I mean, it kind of feels full circle. Well, yeah. It does. It does. Yeah. Beautiful. It, it all comes back. Um, so um, do, you, do you guys, do you deal with a lot of, uh, you know, infants coming in in this? You know, we don't see a lot of... Or families dealing with that. Yeah, there's a lot of families that come. There's a lot of families that come. um, uh, Usually looking for sort of I'm being evicted or I got this notice or I'm behind in my rent. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, people who are working but just don't have enough. Gotcha. Against me, a lot of those families. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and, um, for the Lehigh Valley Church, uh, Conference of Churches, do you guys... um, is Is this like the only church or is there multiple different uh that's a good churches question. That are, uh, yeah so we're kind of the only church the yeah. whole conference piece of it is we rely on other communities of faith to to back us up and partner with us so whatever that means yeah. and that means something different for each one of them. You know, are they going to come and volunteer are they gonna bring food um you know do they have a family in their congregation who needs our assistance and they want our help in assisting them okay it goes it goes in a yeah. different ways okay so uh with the providing the the food um do you um how how often like can people come you know for for a meal they can come monday through friday for breakfast lunch and dinner oh. yep oh. eight twelve and four Oh, that's amazing. That's good. <laughs> Yesterday we served 104 for breakfast. And, and is there, um for anybody that needs this kind of uh, assistance, uh, is there like, do you have to contact somebody or can you just walk through the door? You walk right in, no questions asked. Oh, okay. No questions oh. asked. Um, this morning they had uh, an omelet, with ham and cheese, hash browns, and uh, a pastry. Yeah. I mean, it's not cold cereal and oatmeal. That's not okay. what we're doing. You know? Yeah, in that situation, I'm sure it becomes harder to be picky. You know, I'll take that. I'll take that meal. Right. <laughs> You're right, but like we really here strive to. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't come here because you have to come here. Yeah, you should come here because you want, you want to come. Here. Yeah, because this is helpful to you because it fills your belly, it fills your soul, it yeah. fills that cup. You know, to get you yeah, through the rest yeah. of the day. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, uh, and and for the opposite side of it, um, for like uh, the people that volunteer, mm-hmm. how how do you go about that? Like if some let's say somebody's watching right now and they're like, you know what, that sounds like something um, I want to I want to help with. What what means do they go through to volunteer to come and uh? So they know, can serve go to, food right. They can go to the website, which is lehighchurches dot org. Um, they can call the office and ask for Chris Moran. Uh, one of my favorite humans, and he will. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> and uh, he'll get you set right up. Okay, All right. that's perfect. That's perfect. And um, so, how long has this like uh, the conference of churches been in the Allentown area? 1954, we started. Oh, 1954, and it happened back in the 50s. Uh, sort of the demographic of Allentown, uh, the social structure was changing a little bit, and back then, and even now, people who are in need of assistance, they'll go to church. Yeah, a place. 
that's supposed yeah. to not judge you, a place yeah, that's yeah. supposed to be helpful and inviting, and they'll say, hey, I need help. And six pastors said, wow, you guys seeing this, seeing more people knocking on your door, right? And they all said, yeah. And they said, I think we could do a better job together and apart. And that's what they did. They started sharing resources and building a system. And they've done different things over the years, but um, these days we really cater to the people who have fallen through the safety net. <laughs> I'm talking about people whose income is either nothing at all or less than $15,000 for the whole year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Talking about people who, yeah, yeah. who already struggling. Have, um, you know, don't have much. And uh, we have a street outreach team that goes to uh, visit people who are living unsheltered, mm. in yeah. encampments, under the bridges. Um, we have a meal service. For that, do you... Uh do you guys have like a team that goes out? Yeah, for that? a team. Yep, they oh, strap okay. up their backpacks, put on their boots, and uh, fill their bags with what people outside see as necessities. Any guesses what that might be? Um, <sighs> toiletries. Toiletries is a big one. The blanket, warmth, um, the hats, clothes. I don't know. Coats, yeah, Coats, yeah. definitely. Batteries. 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 Flashlights. Lanterns. Uh, Batteries oh, wow. makes a lot more sense. Even and coffee, believe yeah. it or not, that must just be universal. Yeah, Everybody, yeah, yeah everyone's coffee. coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Was yeah. Batteries is probably the last thing that was at all. Yeah. Wow. Socks and batteries, socks. huge. Oh well, socks. I definitely. Yeah, socks. Yeah, makes sense to you, right? Yeah. Is there certain criteria where it comes to like? You guys choose your helping. You know what I mean? Like, all right, maybe this is way too far. Like, we can't do nothing about this, or. Um. In terms of outreach, no. Yeah. I mean, we just we go out and we try to convince them to come in. Yeah. You know, we have services here. We have, like, a day shelter so they can come and get a meal, put their valuables in a locker, take <clears> a shower, <throat> get clean clothes, talk to somebody. You know, just sit on, like, a comfortable couch and like, yeah. rest your eyes in a safe place for a minute, charge your phone, search for a job, use the computers. Um, and we have staff just here all day. And if you come by, you'll see staff like playing pool or like playing mm-hmm. foosball, but that's to build mm-hmm. trust. That's to make yeah, you feel yeah. relaxed. Definitely. You're not shoving anything down anybody's throat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here cause you want to be here. Right. So we try to set up a situation where they can um, just be safe. Me. Yeah. Um, it is a little, we offer rental assistance too for okay. people. Um, so if you're behind on your rent or you're looking for a new apartment or, um, you, know, you just don't have enough to make ends meet, it's hard sometimes cause they have to be set up in a situation that's sustainable. Yeah. So, like if you came today and I said, all right, well, what's your monthly income? And you said $500 <laughs> and I said, what's your rent? And you said $700, right? I could I could pay your rent this month, but you'll yeah. be back next month. Yeah, asking the same thing, yeah. So you're not yeah, really yeah. setting them up a system to for them to better themselves with that, yeah. Definitely. Okay, makes sense. So um, for the, for the outreach, I know there's certain some hospitals they also do do that. They do, do you guys work with them? Definitely. Oh, okay, okay, absolutely, okay. definitely. Which is probably why we don't see a lot of infants. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we do. We're in great communication with them. You know, if they. Or looking for somebody they haven't seen in a while to say, hey, have you seen Joe? Or, you know, or if we find a new encampment yeah. that somebody could benefit from street medicine, we'll say, hey, you should check out the place at, you know, XYZ. Do you feel like you need those um, networking systems, like, you know, the churches and stuff like that to really make an impact? Definitely. Definitely. There, I would say best guess, and it's hard to count because <clears throat> homelessness can be kind of invisible. I'd say there's probably about 200 chronically homeless people. I mean, that means people who live outside for, like, the last year or so. Like, very hardcore situations. Probably 200 of those folks. Yeah. But in terms of people who are 
in unstably housed, we would call that. Like mm-hmm. people who any minute could be on the street. I'm talking about people doubled up. I'm talking about people who are living in apartments that failed code. Thousands of people. Yeah. And that's just talking about like this area that you're I, speaking of? I would say the Lehigh Valley collective. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's a paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One little one little thing happens little and, bump. and it's uh yeah, basically. You know what the biggest bump usually is? Well a medical bill. Oh. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually I don't know how true this is. Um I read I read that uh if you um have a medical bill and you can actually call the hospital, try to work something out with them depending on how much you make. Right. And they will maybe bump off a few. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's true? That is true. Oh, see, that's good too. You should yeah. do that. I encourage you. A lot of people don't really know that, so right. <laughs> that's a little something I <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Just give me new information. <laughs> yeah, no, that's and that's what happens. Somebody in the household gets sick. Yeah, and they lose work, mm. and so they have medical bills and a break in their income, and collectively yeah. those two things. And at um at work, we're we're encouraged to uh, get a long term. Um, long-term uh, disability mm-hmm. just in case something like that yes. does happen uh, because yeah. we all automatically have short-term but that covers I think like 30% right. uh, they, if you get the long-term it covers about 60 so you could still yeah. kind of uh, live off that for a couple of months yes. if you happen to be out injured or anything like that um, but yeah so um, what, what other um, things do you guys provide you know you, you have the housing uh, the outreach uh, you, and you have the you know the catering for, for the food the food right um, uh let's see we have case management and what does that really mean that means like we sort of walk alongside with you and help you sort of plan out some goals and get you straightened out so whether if you know if you're if you've been unstably or housed for a while or or i don't know, you have a bunch of things in your life mm-hmm. you can kind of say all right well let's work together get some of those things straightened out um day shelter like i said you can hang out here all day um just kind of work on some things or, you know, or not, uh, we have, uh, mental health case managers. So if you have a serious and persistent mental illness and you're trying to sort of recover and get your life back on track, we have some case managers that can help you through that that portion. And then the community, this is my favorite part for the community. Um, we just have this whole menu of random support systems, Mm. random support services that people really need. So we give away, Anything that food stamps won't cover, toiletries, mm. diapers, wow, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> bus tickets, if you need to get to the doctor or you're starting a new job. We have a landlord engagement coordinator, which is a really long term to say call that. call your landlord for you? Call your landlord. <laughs> I was looking at actually, what is, that, what is that exactly? You'll call your landlord for you and try to work something out. Or if you say, look, I need to find a new apartment, but I just don't have anything I can afford, she will help yeah. you find a new place because wow. we have these relationships with landlords. Um, and, you know, for people who are poor, it's just this insurmountable mountain, right? Like, well, you need to make three times the income and a credit score over 700, mm-hmm. and I need to see four months of pay stubs, yeah. and, you know, you can't ever have an eviction history. You can have no criminal record. Easier to get a mortgage, I swear. (laughs) And so, you know, we could call and vouch for people. Be like, all right, look, you know, Joe got out of jail a little bit ago. All right. But he's on the street and narrow. He's employed. Yeah. Uh, We're going to incentivize. If you rent for him, we'll give you an extra month of security and $1,000 for your trouble. And the landlord will say, yes, I will do that. And so if you and if you put a good tenant in there, or and they like that too, because they can call and say, look, Joe's not doing so hot. Yeah. Come over here and do Somebody something about it before this is a problem. Okay. 
it gets real good when it works that the landlord will call and say, hey, I have an opening in a month. Have anybody let me know? Mm. Oh, okay. That's so sad. Yeah, because you're building that um, rapport. That rapport, exactly. So we've been, I'm real proud of that. I'm real proud of that. So that helps people a lot. We have, and also in a um, similar situation for employment, mm-hmm. so some soft job skills, resume writing, making mm-hmm. sure you have the right outfit, <coughs> I mean, for interviews. So you, do you guys, uh, you guys supply the outfit? Like you, you, when, we can. when you can. Yeah, when we can. Yeah. How important is that, like, from the, you know, people coming from jail, trying to help them into... You know, new places to live, new job. Because I, I mean, I know personal people that it's so hard for them to get a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think people need to know they can come to they things like this. Yes. You know what I mean? Help them out. Absolutely, and they should come. You know, curb their bills in the meantime. Yeah. Hang out here during the day. Charge yeah. your phone here. Eat here. You know, make those relationships, make those partnerships, and we can help them work on some of those goals. And by the way, all of this is free. Like we don't. Yeah. You know, we don't charge anything for any of the things I talked about. Not all true. this is free. And for people watching, it's like, oh, you know, it sounds amazing. I need. Uh, I want to. I want to donate. How would they go about yes. donating? Uh, you know, same as if they want to volunteer, they can. They can. Um, Go online and, and hit the online donation button. They can call Christopher Moran, my favorite human. And, um, you know, or they, they can mail a check to 457 West Allen Street. Okay. Perfect. In Perfect. Allentown. Perfect. Perfect. And uh, so um, with all the things that you guys do to, to help, um, can we go one by one? I want to see what's like the, the toughest thing that you, uh, you have to deal with when it comes to each. So okay. like, let's say, the, you know, um, the meals. Okay. Comes to the meals. Well, what what is the toughest thing that you guys have to uh, overcome for those like when, when people come in? Do you like I say maybe run out of food too many people or anything like that? Like just getting the supplies for the food. Yeah, I, I would say that that's that's definitely the case. Um, so we work with Second Harvest to get some food orders, but we also really rely on restaurants, grocery stores, and sort of big box stores when it's time to replenish their inventory and mm-hmm. take that old stuff off the shelf. We'll go pick it up. So you never really know what you're going to have. Uh, okay. And, you know, please remember, too, a year ago, I don't know, whatever year we're in, fiscally. So the last, the prior year we served just under 35,000 meals for the year. This past year, we served 50,000. Oh, wow. Okay. And now we're on track. Yeah. To probably hit 60 or 70. Yeah. And so, like, you know, we had to kind of redo the whole infrastructure on how do you pull that off. Yeah. So it's like more volunteers, more donations, bigger kitchen. We need another oven, that sort of thing. So just keeping up with the need, I think. Okay, with the demand. Okay. And so when it comes to the the, the, the housing, like people pe- putting people in housing, what, what's like the, the toughest toughest part of uh, something like that? I, so, gosh. <laughs> the toughest part is there's no inventory. There's no inventory. Okay. So the uh, Lehigh Valley Planning Commission estimates that in the Lehigh Valley, for people who make less than $25,000 a year, we are 14,000 apartments short. 14,000. 14,000 units. For, what, did you, what was the number? 25,000? Or less. Which is people ridiculous. who are making $10 an hour. Yeah. Those are your daycare workers, your nurses' aides, your secretaries. Those are yeah. important people, groceries. They're all those essential workers in 2020 that we worshipped. Yeah. yeah. We don't pay them enough to live. Well, <laughs> I don't doesn't mean to make, depress you. I no, know. That's, 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 yeah, that's, 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 that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> 
Wow. It doesn't. Okay. So what the toughest part of that is there is no inventory for apartments between six hundred dollars and a thousand dollars a month. Yeah, because everything yeah. has increased. Yeah, you're right. And that's what we need. We need more of those units. And then has there um, has there been any talks with like you know the city to try and bring in or yeah? I was going to ask that. Like, what is the build? You know, like. When you hear when you hear that, you know they tell you that information. So, what is the next step yeah, that you what, tell somebody that's looking for that? How can you? How can, how's that something like that able to be overcome? If it's you know, if we're able to, I want to answer that so honestly. But you can't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk off air. Yeah. I can tell you that the information is out there. Okay, I can tell you that it's well known. Gotcha. It has to be made a priority. It just has to be made. That makes sense. That makes sense. You know, and, and so that there's a lot of talk, too, about do we need a year-round shelter? Let's turn to a parking lot. Because if you go into the shelter, that's a great first step. Yeah. I, I, I encourage people to do that. But to go where? Yeah. Because, yeah. I, I like, so usually when I hear, you correct me if I'm wrong, when I hear shelter, it's just a place for them to stay, but there's no action to get them out of that. And even if there's support services you know there, I mean? there still has to be a home. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so there's never those other steps. Like, all right, we got you in the shelter, so what are we going to do now? Right. Kind of thing. Right. Well, it's like, you know, let's now, tie you up it. with benefits, or let's get you a job, or yeah. you know, let's get you into treatment for whatever your barriers are, and all that's great. But where? But yeah. then what? True. Then what? Has to be an investment in this. Uh. Allentown... <laughs> has built a lot of beautiful buildings, not Allentown, city of, but in Allentown, there are a lot of new constructions and the average studio, studio apartment, $1,600. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they, they, they just raised my, I'm, I live in Bethlehem and they just raised my rent. Yeah. You know, $300. So, Oof. yeah. It just in, in and you know, there's no protection against that. No, actually that, that's, it's crazy you say that because I did think, I thought there was protection against that. Um, cause, um, you were very adamant at one point telling me yeah, that. I was, I was, I was like, oh, they, they can't raise it more than, and no. The new management bought it, and That's they just right away, first month, they were like, hey, uh, $300. You see a lot of those situations yeah. here. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, there's, there's nothing <coughs> yeah. to, to. So is that, stop not to cut you off, is that bothersome? Like you see these new buildings getting put up everywhere. That's $600 for a studio apartment. There's not even one bedroom. But then you have, you know, people coming in here and they can't even find, you know, simple $700 apartment. Right. Like, is that sure it bothers you to a point? Like, this is where our resources are going, but we have all these people going through right. this and third. Yeah. I, it, it frustrates me sort of endlessly. And when I inquire as to well, how, how do you see that working? Like, how do you, how do you not see mass displacement? Like, yes. how, how do I not start breathing the word gentrification and mm-hmm. I don't mean to get myself you know controversial here but how do you not how do you just turn your blind eye to that how, yeah. you, you have to see it true uh, and I don't believe anybody who says they don't see it no you're, you're lying no. to yourself yeah and I'm, I'm actually glad you brought that up again I didn't mean to cut you off but this is perfect for that because you you can go on 7th street Hamilton you see, you see the clear line you, and you see it Yes, Clear as day, that big beautiful building yeah, across the street. Right across the street, it's like we're still a little in, you know, in old Allentown. Yeah. yeah. Clear as day. So if you can't see, you're just being delusional. You don't want to see it. Yeah. You don't want to see it. Um, and so I guess the economic principle is: well, if you build <coughs> higher end apartments, people who can afford them will open up those mid level apartments 
And then those people will get, so everybody gets pushed up. But then, mm. I think the flaw in that logic is you're expecting everybody to live outside of their means. Yeah, that's true. That's what you're yeah. expecting. That's like, a good I point. I could afford $1,600, oh, but I, I have a to. really lovely $1,100 apartment. Why would I move? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, to make it harder for myself. Yeah, why would that, I do that? That's the expectation is, is capitalism would command that you do better and do better and spend more and spend yeah. more. Is built on living outside of your means. It is, though. Mm, it? And it, it, it slows the system in this traffic jam thing if not everybody follows that logic. Punishment for being smart. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Very true, very true. And, and so for the, for the outreach, what is the, um, what, what is the most difficult thing for, you know, when it comes to that? So I've gone out a few times. <clears throat> I think that keeps me grounded. And when we have to make decisions about policy and what we do, I, there is nothing more refreshing in it so I go the hardest thing for that outreach team is the guys who don't want to come in he's afraid that the next time they see them they will not be that they're going to die out and they they will come back I don't want to say hysterical but really impassioned about we got to get him out of there he's going to die out there and and, we have people who all summer have been sleeping on the front of this church because no, they don't go anywhere because they can, right? Yeah. So they get up in the morning, they fold up all the belongings, they come inside all day, and then they close. And they sleep. They sleep outside. They say they do it again. But now the conversation is, I mean, we can't let that go on because we're going to walk in here after a 28-degree night. Yeah. Yeah. And dead on our steps. Yeah. That's the hardest thing. No. That's the hard. I mean, it, it becomes life or death. Now, their lives are not our responsibility, like a doctor would be or something, but you have to stand and watch it. Yeah, when it's like right in front of you every day. It's hard. Yeah, that is tough. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because that's what it really, um, I'm not saying you avoid it during the summer, like where you act like you don't see what's going on. Yeah. But it's like, that's during the summer, everybody's enjoying themselves. But when the winter comes, at least for the people around me, I know that's when everybody knows it's like, oh, it's getting cold. You see all these people outside. Now everybody's up in an uproar. Right. Like, oh, let me donate a blanket. Yeah. So seeing that every day, and then like you said, that possibility of, not seeing them again or seeing them like that. that that's it. And that's if you, you know, say, okay, so like, you know, the response to that was open this warming station. Mm-hmm. So the, the Allentown Y for the last few years have had a warming station from seven to seven. Man, it's just barriers. You have to have an ID. Mm-hmm. You can't have any open warrants. Can't be on the, the, the sex offender registration list. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I get all those safety precautions, but that's why people don't go in. Yeah. Cause it's an interrogation for you can get out the door. Wow. That's, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Especially if you, if, let's say you've been through something that, you know, is, uh, you, you ended up in jail or something for, for something that maybe was unfortunate. Um, and now you can't even get warm because of it. It's, it's a I mean, well, if you got robbed yesterday yeah. and you don't have your ID, no, you can't sleep there tonight. Mm, and I'm, yeah, I'm sure that's, that makes it, it's a lot easier for that situation to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. In those, in those situations, yeah. That's just... <sighs> so it's another topic for another day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, how how would you overall summarize uh, the, the Lehigh Valley Conference of Churches? Like, um, so I would say that we're a, a, a faith based nonprofit in business for almost seventy years, who do our absolute best to um, to accept, to connect, and to assist people who are really, really in need. Because poverty should not be a death sentence. Sure. should not and so we do our best to to teach and to guide and accept 
and um, help people move on to their full potential, on to the next thing. We don't have to put ourselves out of business. Oh, yeah, <laughs> this is one of those businesses you would want yes. at some point. Okay, so It'd be amazing if we never needed a place like this, yeah. wouldn't it? So, so think. Speaking on that, what is uh, what is what is the uh, your your vision for the future for for this for this company for? That's beautiful. <laughs> I would love to, um, I, I would love to upgrade the building to accommodate the volume. Right, like eleven thousand people last year have come through this building wow. in a church that's. Very old, you know, and so I'd, I'd love to be able to upgrade the facilities in a way that accommodates people. And when they come in, they can feel special. They can feel greeted. They can feel like, all right, this is a good place, a place for me. Uh, I would really love to do that. I'd love to add a few more staff. Um, we have what's called peer support workers mm-hmm. and certified peer specialists, and that's people who walked that road before. And they've come out on the other side, and they serve as excellent mentors, people who are going through it. I'd love to bring some more of them on. And I'd love some deeper partnerships, you know. Um, in my, so I've been the executive director since 2020, and we stopped doing a handful of things because we don't – you should do what you're good yeah. at. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you should leave yeah. the rest to somebody else. Exactly. I agree. And so I'd like some stronger partnerships with some people who are really good at doing the rest. I think oh, okay. we could really um, strengthen those partnerships, and I think we need to raise our voice and be a very loud advocate for people who don't have a voice. And we do that some, but you always can do more. Yeah, yeah, oh, we always can do more. Yeah. Like, very understandable. Um, so speaking of uh, you know, what the main reason we're here, so the the hunger is homelessness week. <laughs> what, what exactly is that for uh, for people who don't who wouldn't know? A great, I am glad you asked that. <laughs> 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 um, so it's a national week. Uh, you know, there's like a, a a week of this or a month of that. It's, yeah. it's in that same vein. This is a national week of hunger and homelessness awareness. Started by a college campus. Um, interestingly enough decades ago and so this year we decided um because sometimes i can get a little extra so we decided this year that we were going to do one event on every day of the week mm. so sunday we're going out to a bunch of churches and faith-based mm. communities and we're going to talk about what we do and how they can get involved monday huge huge um thank you to DeSales university for hosting us but we're going to have a community forum from three to five free of charge um and you're going to come in there and you're going to have a place where you can um Listen, learn, and give your opinion to try to um, really wrap your head around this affordable housing crisis we're in. And don't kid yourself, it's a crisis. And uh, um, we're going to have a a seated dinner uh, with keynote speaker, Dr. Matthew Desmond. Um, He's huge. I am just really cannot wait for this moment. He wrote the book Evicted, Mm. um, which for the first time, widely, I think, really studied the eviction uh, what's in it for landlords, how the system doesn't work, how it's really pinned against the tenant um, with some recommendations on on how you should change things. Mm. Um, and he is at Princeton. And he has uh, what's called the eviction lab, and they study eviction rates across the country mm. and try to find their underpinnings and try to help those cities rectify those problems. So cannot wait for him. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be huge. Um, let's see. Tuesday, we'll be at Sports and Social in the evening, entertaining mm. all those who have uh, invested and donated to this important cause. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Come on in. Oh, no, yeah. he'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> uh, Wednesday, we're playing what's called the Game of Rent. So someone locally in the Lehigh Valley took the concept of the Game of Life, <clears throat> yeah. and they made a board game out of the Lehigh Valley. 
Hmm. So you pick your career, and it, it's based on like what average income rates are in our local area, what average housing rates are, mm-hmm. and you try to make it a, around the board by picking your life circumstance. They're pretty okay. cool. Oh, that's, doing that okay. that's, that's awesome. Uh, Thursday, we're having a Faces of Homelessness panel. So we've had three people with lived experience, three people who oh, wow. either are or have been homeless, mm-hmm. and they're going to tell their story. And my real hope there is that the public can um, really kind of break some of these myths of homelessness. Oh, those people. They don't want to work. They should just get a job. Well, they're okay. just lazy. And it's so much, so much more complex than that. Yeah. And so we'll hear from people, uh, some brave souls who are willing to share their story. Maybe we can break down some of that. And, and for those, uh, the ones speaking, are those uh, like the success stories? Or are those people that's in between or maybe like currently homeless, somebody that's in, you know, basically uh, just got housing, help board, and then somebody who's like fully back on their feet? All of those things. Yeah. Uh, yep. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. We got every little... A little section there. Yeah, because yeah, I was I was wondering that because I was like, you don't want to put you know three people that's already been through it, right? Completely yeah. and make it realistic. Yeah, yeah that's definitely like it's people from all all all, all the levels of homelessness okay that's that's amazing um that's that'll be good and then friday we're having a prayer vigil um here at uh 457 west allen street we're gonna light some candles and ring our bell um and then saturday into sunday we'll do one night without a home where people sleep outside and we raise money um to sleep outside Mm -hmm. and experience um sort of in a controlled environment what it would be like to have to sleep outside in the cold yeah we have sort of a whole crooked Curriculum they can do overnight, videos they can watch, sort of yeah. immerse themselves. Oh, well, and that's that's open to anybody. Anybody, anybody. And all this is on our website, so you can certainly go there and get all the details. Oh, okay. And now, uh, what's the website just for people watching? <laughs> <laughs> it's <Yes>. lehighchurches.org. <laughs> so yeah, check out our our social media. Check out our website. All that's all that's out there. Okay. Um, for social media, you have uh, you guys have an Instagram. I'm Facebook. sure we do. Okay. All right, all I know you have Facebook on the website. Facebook, I know for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I know the Instagram as well. That's okay. again my favorite person, Christopher Moran's. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Got all that um, before you said you said um, you like to be extra. Like, what did you mean by that? Like for the week. It's like so, we could yeah. be here and mm-hmm. I could serve oatmeal and okay. I could serve peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I could serve soup and I could quietly put my hands in my lap and mm-hmm. we could do our part. Gotcha. I'm just not wired that. Mm-hmm. Like we will just take it all down and redo it. Mm. Fight City Hall till the end. Not, not, not literally. I love City Hall. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 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 we will do our absolute best. Mm-hmm. I will invest my time and energy into all the staff. Gotcha. Do that. I, you know, they report to me, but I work for them. Okay. Oh, that's, oh, I respect it. Important. So, um. For what do you uh, what are we looking to gain from this week from uh, doing all this for for the week? That's a good question. I, I think the primary objective is education okay. and, and advocacy. Yeah. It's to raise those issues to top of mind. Yeah. And um, you know, a lot of these problems feel so big. It's like, how can we possibly do anything? But together, together we can make some real, real progress. Um, I believe that. So that. That's what I'm hoping to do. I'm hoping to raise the issues in a way that we can actually maybe make a dent. And then, um, how do you how do you guys go about you know getting this kind of other than just this week? What other things do you guys do throughout the year that uh, gets all this information out to people? Because I I feel a lot of people maybe they might not help or things like that because they don't know. Right. They just don't know things like I had no idea this was here until he started working here. So, um, you know how how do you guys go about getting information other than the social medias? What other things do you guys do? And this week, obviously, um, 
yeah. or the things you guys do throughout the year. You know, and it's been um, really interesting because for people who need us, mm-hmm. they know it. Yeah. Word of mouth travels. Real quick. Real quick. It's the place to go. Um, and that's great. But, you know, it's, it's, it's hard because it's not something you think about. It's just not in your daily life. No, it's not prioritized. Yeah. 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 It's not. Uh, uh, so, you know, we, we have social media and we have a website and staff and myself um, were out all the time talking to people, telling, sharing the word. But, I mean, the greatest thing you can do if you can't come to an event this week is you can tell two people you've heard. Okay. I think we're with our, with our promotion. We're, we're definitely going to be, we're going to make sure people, we're going to make sure more than two people know about this for sure. I love that. And, and so what, what, um, you know, what, what made you guys want to host something like this? Like, you know, this, this week, uh, so, I mean, the week is already there kind of yeah. prefab for us to, to lock onto. So that, that made it enticing. But the other thing is, is that I, this is, I've never seen it like this. I worked here through the housing crisis of 2008 yeah. and nine. I've never seen the need like this. It's That's saying a lot. It's like a lot. It's, I, it's, I can't <clears throat> even find a word for it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, to have been doing this work so long and still have it leave me kind of breathless is, is, is not good. It's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you've been to the grocery store lately, you are. Yeah. Know, <laughs> a rent increase you yeah, already yeah, yeah. know. I mean, <laughs> it's, um, and, and I can't, as hard as we try, nobody can pinpoint. This right here is what's driving this. Yeah. It's this one thing. I can't. And that makes it worse, you yeah. know, because then it becomes even scarier. It's like, well, if you, if you don't know what's causing it, like, how do you even curb it? And all we can do is respond, which is not the best place to be. But I, I'll say it one more time. I have never seen the need. Yeah. Is it hard for you to, you know, when you go home, like, do you turn off your switch you know what I mean? Like, is it hard for you to do that? That's a really uh, good question and an important one. Uh, I do. Um, best I can. Yeah. Um, and I, I've gotten into the practice where if, if, if I can't get it to switch, I won't go home until it's on. Oh. Gotcha. So if it takes an extra half an hour to drive in the car, to walk the block, to, yeah. I don't know, do whatever. Um, you know, it's really important to know the things that make you happy. And that can, and you know, in a healthy way, put you in a good space. And I will actively engage them before. So, so I have a follow-up question for that. So, I know there's people have certain jobs where you're mostly involved. So, do you have those days where it, it maybe feels like like it's it's gotten to you real real deep to where it's like I need to step away or like you said, go do something like drive a little half hour. Do you have those days where it's like a little too much? Maybe you might see something or. Yes. Yeah, I, I absolutely do. And, um, you know, just God bless my family. Cause I will, they understand. I have, I have three kids, two teenagers and, and sort of a grade school and, and a husband and, um, they'll see it. And I'll say, look guys, I don't have it today. Today was real bad. And they'll be <laughs> inquired about the human struggle. And of course I share it in a appropriate way. And, um, we'll talk about that. Cause I think important for them to understand the work that I do. And I'll just simply say like, I don't have it today, guys. Can it be takeout? Can, can you help each other with your homework? Mm. And we'll try again tomorrow. And they respect that. God bless. So uh, shout out to them kids (laughs) (laughs) and the husband too. (laughs) Um, so, uh, on a daily, what, what is, what is the, the toughest thing you deal with? Like when it comes to all this, because you're, are you basically the head of this? Yes. Okay. So what is so the toughest yeah, thing you deal with? Because you have, you know, workers doing 
Yeah. Also, but, and I know you said you like to put your boots on the ground sometimes. Yes. But like on a day-to-day when you come into this office, what is the, the toughest thing that you personally have to deal with with this job? So I think... I want to answer first what I worry about. Oh, okay. And I know that's not... You can take anywhere you want. Yeah, yeah. Anywhere you want. I worry about my my staff's continued ability to look at human depravity in the the eye Mm -hmm. and still be able to keep going. I worry about that a lot. And so we go out of our way to make this place relaxed, loud, you know, sort of uh, full of appreciation weeks and we, you know, run weird contests where somebody gets a day off out of a hat just for no particular reason at all. And um, I worry about that a lot. I also worry about their safety. Um, Mm. We are in a rather active part of the city. Mm -hmm. There's been three shootings on the next block in the last six months. Yeah. uh, All in broad daylight. All while we were and there's been shootings beyond that when we were not here. And so I worry about their safety. Um, so those are my worries. The hardest thing I have to do, and it feels like a boulder up the mountain type of hard, is to push our agenda through the static so that we can remember what's in Yeah. And that's whoever my audience of the day is. That's funders, that's partners, that's okay. elected officials. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know... Hear yeah. me, like focus with me. Yeah. We need to do this thing. Push it, and um, that's the hardest thing I do. Okay. I think yeah, yeah. It's hard. I mean, in a in a, I don't want to reduce it to money, but you know, investing on in poor people, you don't get a big return on your. Yeah, money. you don't. Yeah. yeah. And so it's hard to really convince people that this is so damn important. Yeah. Because they're human. Yeah, definitely. What is um. Didn't put out trying to like uh, highlight like the negative, like uh, you know, like you said with the shootings and stuff like that. But it's still the importance of keeping what you're doing right here, even though you know, like you said, all the static is going on around it. What's the importance of keeping this business right here for you? Uh, I mean, it's important mm-hmm. in a way. Like, where what happens to those eleven thousand people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like you can go towards maybe Nineteenth Street, Fifteenth, the little quote-unquote safer but you keep it right here we keep it right here um you know when um when the neighborhood improvement zone really try is really work to put out in town through this renaissance Mm -hmm. got displaced and they got pushed out yeah so we went to where the work is we went to where the work is um you know this allentown's broken into wards so we're in this ward you know this sort of border like the fourth and the first and the there it's it's a desert of services yeah so you know we're talking about low-income neighborhoods without a lot of resources Mm -hmm. and so we have we're here you know and uh we've had some feedback from the police that we have actually improved their oh yeah because they get less calls yeah and it it's not that we're monitoring anything Mm -hmm. people find a new place to go and they find a different thing to do yeah yeah and um um, I, i Huge shout out. The Allentown police have been so good to us. And I just I have to say that I know it's not, it's not that experience for everyone. And I totally recognize and appreciate that. Yeah. But they are here when we need us. When we need them. Yeah, that's amazing. Shout out to them. Yeah. yeah hey, doing what they do. For doing what they can. Yeah, exactly. When, they when, when they're needed, exactly. it's a good thing. That so we need to hear. What they can do. They get it. Yeah, think, yeah. Most. Yeah, that's good. All right. So um, what, what is, let's talk about some positive things. Yes. Uh, what, what is it? What is it like um, your, your, your greatest one of your greatest memories 
of doing what you do. You know, if anything, that's, you know, like, you know, gets you throughout the day. Let's say mm-hmm. having a tough day is the yeah, one thing yeah. you might recall back to or, you know, or even if you want to go in a way of uh, something day to day, like you just love seeing people, you know, with a smile on their face after a meal or, you know, interacting with the different people coming in. That's a good question. There was, um, there's a woman, we'll call her Jane, um, who's been, who's been coming here on and off for years and years. And, um, you know, she's, she embraces the street lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of the hustle. Mm-hmm. The, it's just her, it's just her lifestyle. And, um, she's been like that a very long time. And she came in here this year for the first time in her life, in her 30 plus, almost 40 year life. Said, I'm ready to go to rehab. Can you help me get there? Yeah. That's huge. Oh, you know, okay. that's huge. There's, yeah. uh, um, there was an event in Stevens Park over the weekend at, encourage people to vote and um there's a woman there who's been coming here forever and she said i got an apartment meds are working i get my kids back this january and man i mean that must have taken her eight ten years but she never gave up she had two steps forward three steps back and uh to see her face she was there you know she made it that's amazing you have to take the little things that's amazing yeah yeah Oh, that's amazing. I like that. I like that. I I didn't want to add it on that, but I do have one more question. Um, when it came, when it comes to, because it's very important. When it comes to COVID, when COVID was happening, how how did you guys get through get through that uh that time? So um, we kept our food service going. Um, paid though we paid them sort of disaster rates. If you will. Yeah. I don't know how else to explain that. Um, we kept our service going to go. Nobody could come in, but we still handed out the food um, and the toiletries and all that sort of essential, like, you know, life-saving type mm-hmm. of stuff. We did all our case management by phone. Okay. Um, and we worked remotely. And then when we opened up a little bit, we had, um, we divided the staff into three and we would rotate them. So only one third of the staff would be in the building at a time. Okay. And, um, you know, we hold clinics and um, vaccination clinics. And sessions for people um but yeah we didn't lay anybody off oh nice nice yeah it's amazing yeah there's no excuse no excuses for people <laughs> for there's no real. excuse you know, yeah. <laughs> you know we don't make widgets so i don't know you know, people need us to do something different okay so um my last question is uh do you, do you have anything else that you want you would want information for people that's watching uh you know that we didn't cover you know sure. with, with our questions uh or especially about this week um, so for this week, you know, we try to make it so that you could participate in person or remotely and some of that stuff will be left over as time goes. So like if next week you're like, oh, I'm just jammed, um, you know, just check back because a lot of it will be there for you mm-hmm. review. And there's always an opportunity to get involved um, if you look for it. People are always hungry. Um, a lot of times it's kids and, and pe- there is homelessness and it's hidden, um, but it's there. And so the best thing that people can do is... Um, is to put themselves in a, a sort of a curiosity frame of mind. Mm-hmm. They just want to open their eyes and their heart and they want to see and they mm-hmm. want to understand. And and what you do with that information from there, um, there's a million ways. But I think it needs to start not from a place of judgment or fear, uh, but it needs to start from a place of curiosity. So mm-hmm. you can come this week and learn something awesome. If not, look for it. Don't be so quick to decide that you know what you're looking for. 
Beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Perfect way to end beautiful. it. Right? <laughs> okay, with that with that being said, uh ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate it. Uh this is our second installment of yes. Have You Heard. And uh this is um Hunger and Homeless Week. Yep. Uh so go to the website. Um what other ways can can they reach the website, the Instagram, the Facebook for any other information uh, if they need to reach you guys and uh, come to the door. We come right here to the address. Yeah. And, and please, please donate. Um if there's any way you can donate, you know, even a small amount, please uh, go out of your way and donate. So thank you so much, Abby. Thank you yes, thank awesome. you again, Abby. We so appreciate it. Amazing. Uh hopefully we can uh do something to help you guys uh, you know, yes. with love what that. you're doing. Yeah, because we love what you guys are doing. So thank you so much. Thank you, Abby.